I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Remember, we were shipwrecked together. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott. And if you want to be among the first to hear our bonus podcasts, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon, like Debbie Rivera of Cary, Illinois. I say among the first because, like, our producer's here at first. But otherwise, if you're supporting us on Patreon, you're the first. And and thank you, Debbie, for being in our corner. So, uh, you know, we have so much music in our brains. There's always a song shuffling to the top at any given moment. That's what the Desert Island Jukebox is for. Mr. Cott, give us a hint, a tease, if you will, of what you're going to lay on us. While we were on holiday break, many more artists left our consciousness uh, and, uh, yeah. you know, went to a higher plane, hopefully. <laughs> we uh, hope. We're going to talk about two of them. All right. We'll hear more about that in a minute on Sound Opinions. And we are back. Greg, somber reason to add tracks to the Desert Island jukebox, but we can always celebrate the music. Absolutely. And, and it gives us an excuse to play some of this great music. I think the, the, the Specials debut album yeah. meant as much to you as it did me and many others uh, of our generation. I'm talking about 1979. Terry Hall, the lead singer of that band, died on December 18th. He was only 63 years old. Yeah. Had, a, had a tough life. That one hit a lot of people hard. Absolutely. It came out of nowhere. From Coventry, England, an industrial town with a big Caribbean immigrant and population ended up being the center of what the, you know became the two-tone movement, mm-hmm. uh, the ska movement in, in England. Biracial band that fired up that uh, multicultural generation of kids growing up in England uh, under Margaret Thatcher, who began her Iron Lady reign in 1979, the same year the as the started. specials started their own two-tone label and released their self-titled debut album, which was a huge hit. The specials understood that the best kind of protest music is the kind you can dance to. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were able to combine that incredibly skillfully. You can sing about racism. You can sing about unemployment. You can sing about right-wing violence and turn it into a party. You yeah. know? And, and that was their gift, dancing on the grave of you know uh, what was happening in, in yeah. England right now. Would that it were the grave. We're still battling these same uh, problems, and we still need the specials. Yeah, the idea of fascism, you know. Huge immigrant population, as I mentioned, that they were imbued with that culture. And the specials included some of those Caribbean I- immigrants. Terry Hall uh, learned from them and at the same time uh, was a marvelous spokesman for the band. The specials scored seven straight top ten singles during that era, starting yeah. in July 1979 with Gangsters, reached number six, and concluding in June of 81 with a number one song called Ghost Town. Yeah. Paul was part of all of that, and then left the group. There were some internal struggles within the band, and it ended up uh, forming Fun Boy 3, mm-hmm. you know, an offshoot group which had its own string of successes. Fun Boy 3 had a bunch of uh, top ten singles. So two major bands of uh, that era that Terry Hall was a part of. You know, I would play something from the specials. I think we've played them on the show before. I don't think we've ever played Fun Boy 3, but I do want to uh, play their version of uh, Our Lips Are Sealed, Mm. which some people associate with the Go-Go's because the Go-Go's recorded it first. Had a big hit. But it was actually a co-write 
between Terry Hall and the Go-Go's Jane Wheedlin. Mm -hmm. And Fun Boy 3 did their own version, which is a very different version than the one the Go-Go's did originally, Mm -hmm. which was more upbeat. This is more of a haunting version, which for my money is one of the best singles of that era. Here's uh, the Fun Boy 3 with uh, Terry Hall uh, on lead vocals with Our Lips Are Sealed on Sound Opinions. Fun Boy 3, Our Lips Are Sealed, in tribute to Terry Hall, dead at the age of only 63. Greg, we have another uh, passing to mark. We did, and uh, I'd mentioned Tom Bell uh, when we talked about the Delphonics in Mm. relationship to the Tarantino movie Jackie Brown, you know, that famous moment, or at least famous for me, when Pam Greer plays that Delphonics track. Just a great throwback to uh, the Dusty's soul era. Tom Bell was the architect of that song and many others during that era. I'm a kid raised on AM pop radio in the 70s. <laughs> you tell us And that. I had no idea that Tom Bell was the guy who made so many of those songs that just ended up seeping into my consciousness and, mm-hmm. you know, informing my life at that point. I, I, he was a classic arranger, producer, songwriter, a musician behind the scenes of so many great songs, the Stylistics, the Spinners, Dionne Warwick, as well as the Delphonics. I mean, you know, people associate Gamble and Huff, his friends, Leon Gamble, Kenny, mm-hmm. Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff, with that sound. But Tom Bell was just as much a part of it as they were. Classically trained musician. He expanded the kind of orchestration we heard on Top 40 singles. You know, you think about, you know, half dozen to 20 instruments on every track. There were oboes on Betcha by Golly <laughs> Wow and bassoons on Make Up to Break Up and timpani, harpsichord, zither. Uh, a lot of those instruments Tom Bell played himself wow. on those tracks. So a uh, pretty amazing arranger and musician. When you think about the gripping introduction to Didn't I Blow Your Mind this time, that included oh, French yeah, horns, yeah, yeah. electrical sitar, and celesta. In, in the span of, you know, a few seconds. Amazing. It just builds, just yeah. sucks you in right away. The OJs, he didn't write that song, Backstabbers, but when you think about the arrangement on that song, that is all Tom Bell, that mm. sort of Latin-esque vibe, Afro-Latin kind of vibe in that song is is his work. Uh, he was very influenced by Burt Bacharach. Bacharach uh, worked with Dionne Warwick. Bell ended up working with Warwick, and, and then came you, a collaboration with the Stylistics, one of her biggest hits, in, in the mid-70s. So if you think about Tom Bell's influence, I mean, hip-hop artists sampled his stuff all the time because mm-hmm. it was so rich. Tupac, Nicki Minaj, Mary J. Blige, they all sampled his work because they loved these songs just as much as anybody who was listening to AM pop radio in the 70s yeah. did. It's it's hard to pick just one, one track, but I would like to highlight that version of Backstabbers that he arranged with the OJs. That, again, listen to the groove, listen to that... Latin feel that that track has. That, that is all Tom Bell's work. Here's the OJs arranged by Tom Bell, Backstabbers on Sound Opinions. What they do? They smile in your face. All the time they want to take your place. The backstabbers. Backstabbers. They smile in your face. All the time they want to take your place. The backstabbers. Backstabbers. All you fellas who have some more and you 
Backstabbers by the OJs in tribute to the man who arranged that incredible song, Tom Bell, dead at the age of 79. That's it for this bonus episode. To support Sound Opinions, become a member on Patreon and connect with other listeners in our Facebook group. As always, Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our intern, Lauren Holt. Our social media consultant is Katie Cott. Thanks for listening.